talking about uh, seeking God, and Pastor Ben talked about the prayer, and uh, two weeks ago was about not giving up, and for this morning, may I humbly ask you for me to share to you um, seeking God with a pure heart, that one pure heart. May I just say, please, a little prayer. Thank you, Lord. I pray that you be with us all through this time and guide us. You are everything to us. In Jesus' name, amen. So our text for today. I just ask you a question first. If you're given one request to be granted right away, right now, God is in standing in front of you without thinking a second, what would it be? Peace. That's a very good answer. The room is so peaceful this morning. <laughs> That's good. In Matthew 6.33, we've been talking about, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In Matthew 5, 8, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And in Jeremiah 29, 13, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. In this morning, my brothers and sisters, we will be seeking God with all our pure heart. And that one heart, in Deuteronomy 6, 5, says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your mind, with all your heart, and with all your soul. When I was an unbeliever, I have my heart. With first, I love myself, my family, and my friends, and of course, the rest of the world. And when I became a believer, I have God, ministry, self, and my family. But God says in Second. Corinthians 11.2, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband, to Christ, so that I may present you as a pure virgin to him. You know, when we became a believer, we have that God, family, self, work, and friends. But mostly, we ended up brokenhearted. Why? Because... God is asking just one pure heart. Let me give you a little illustration. Usually, our heart is just like this. We have God as the biggest part in our heart. When we became a Christian, I give my heart to you, Lord. You occupy the biggest part of my heart. But a part of it, a, a part of it is still ourself, our ministry, the world, our work, etc., and etc., and usually, that's why we ended up brokenhearted. Because our heart is not just purely attuned to what God wants us to be. We don't have a single, we have a single heart, but we have so many love. I love God, but I also love this. I also love that. I love this. I love being in the ministry. I love being used. But having one single heart, it means that God used us according in his terms. Not our terms, but according his terms. So if our heart is just like that, the result, my friend, 
is we always get frustrated. We always get brokenhearted because we only have one heart, but we have so many kind of love. We love so many. So it's the seeking first, the kingdom, is not just a priority, but it is a preoccupation of our heart. It is the preoccupation. It is the entirety of our heart that belongs to the Lord. That when we seek him, he is not just number one, but he is the one and only. And everything will just follow just what he promised. But my friend, if we seek him and his kingdom and his righteousness, because we want what is going to be followed, then that, my friend, is a fragmented heart. That, my friend, is, will result to a broken heart. Because we might think, I seek God. He is my first, but why he doesn't give me what I want? Why I don't have this? Why I don't have that? I delight myself in him. I do this, I do that. But why I don't have what I want? I seek him. But my friend, God is telling us, he is not just the number one. He is the one and only. Just like, you know, when you're getting married, Tanya and Dan is, has been engaged. If Tanya will just say to Dan, Dan, you know, you are my number one. But I have my number two. I have my number three. <laughs> will Dan be happy? Of course not. He won't be happy. But Tanya will always say to Dan, Dan, you are my one and only. You occupy my heart. So that's what God wants us to be, my friend, to have that preoccupation in our heart, that he is not just prominent in our life, but he is preeminent. He is preeminent in everything that we do. He's not just God here at church on Monday, but he's God in everything, in every day, in everything that we do. So this is what in Galatians 4, 6, because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. And Pastor Ben discussed that last week, calling our Lord as our dad. And you know, how can we call him as our dad? Because God has put the spirit of the son, Jesus Christ, in our heart. So, you know, putting him in our heart as our one and only is not our own accord. It is not our own effort, but it is God by his grace that he put he, the spirit of his one and only son, Jesus Christ, in our heart so that we will be able to do his statutes. And in Ezekiel 36, 26, it says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. This is a very good promise that God has put his own heart in us. 
So, you know, we don't struggle on our own. We don't struggle how can we make our heart pure because it is only God, our Father, who put the spirit of the Son, Jesus Christ, in our heart so that we will be able to have a pure heart that only seeks the God, our Father. And in David says in Psalm 27, 4, one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. What do we seek? What do we ask? If God is right in front of us right now, what are we going to ask for him? We pray that we will ask, my God, the only thing that I seek is for me to dwell into your house and have your Holy Spirit on me that I may be able to do whatever you want me to do for your glory alone. So this is the kind of heart that God wants us to have as we seek him. God, our Father, Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit just in one heart, a one love in one heart, single love in single heart so and everything will just be added unto us so what is our greatest great treasure what is our greatest treasure my friend i pray that our greatest treasure is the lord himself that no money can buy no gold can create or whatever it is Jesus Christ himself is our greatest treasure. So uh, what's our pursuit? What's our desires? And who is our master? Who is our master? I shared to you about the story of Mary and Martha. We all know about it. But in, uh, I just want to make a little twist just to show how the condition of the heart affects how we serve God. So we all know that, uh, you know, Mary sit at the feet of Jesus Christ while he was preaching and Martha was doing something in the kitchen. And um, all of a sudden, Martha said, Oh, Lord, it says there, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do to the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And he said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will be not taken away from her. I just want to show you the condition of the heart. Let's just uh, do a little bit of twist. Let's say that Mary is sitting uh, inside the room listening to Jesus, and Martha is in the kitchen. But Martha was just happy cooking. He's saying, oh, I praise you, Lord, because I can cook. I can do these things. I'm so happy that I was able to serve you. And then Mary, sitting there, and she, she, she told Jesus, Lord, why don't you tell Martha to come over here? You know, it's more important that he's, she's listening to you. I'm not happy that she's just out there and doing all those stuff. It is the most important thing, you know. She should be here. What shows the condition of the heart? I'm not changing the story. I'm just trying to show the, you know, the, the illustration, how the condition of the heart affects us so much. 
Because if there is no inner transformation, if it is only through action, outward action, my friend, we can all be like Pharisees. We can all be like Pharisees who look whoever that's doing the bad thing and thinking that he is holier than anyone else. And God is not happy about that. He, God is not glorified. If you are just thinking, oh, you know, all this, this church, they're not good. We are better than them. I am better than them. They are not better, you know. I am like this. I do praying 24 hours a day. I go to church every Sunday morning, and, but look at them. They are not doing what they are expected to be. My friend, God is not glorified to that. But if you have an outward transformation, but you don't have an inward, you can be a hypocrite, you know. And if you have that kind of inner transformation and you don't show it in the outward, you're not genuine. There is no genuinity. So God wants us to have an inner transformation that shows in an outward action and shows what is our attractions. What attracts us? What is our fatal attraction? To whom do we pledge our allegiance to? We will be confused if time of time if we got two different watches. Put, put two watches on your left and your right, and a time will come you don't know which is the right one. If you have the world and you have God, you will be confused, and you will always be broken. So the byproduct of that one pure heart is contentment instead of contention. We are just happy of whatever is going on because we trust that God is with us. We don't struggle on our own. And we have cooperation instead of competition. We cooperate and complement one another instead of competing. You know, there's a story told that there were three brothers with one father, and then the father called them for a big party. And before the father came, all the three brothers are already there. And they were all just bragging about what they've done for their father, up to the point that it became a heated argument that everyone was just getting angry at one another because they cannot decide whoever is the best. Then one child said, you know, you silly brothers, you have just one Father, why are you all fighting? This is what's going on right now. All the churches wanted to be number one. All the pastors wanted to be the best one. All the song leaders, they just want to be the number one. But my friend, we are all serving one God and one Father. We are brothers and sisters united by one love of Jesus Christ. There's no reason for us to compete, but it is to complement. And restedness instead of restless. You know, you feel restless, even if you're ser serving the ministry, you feel tired, you feel exhausted. It's because we don't surrender everything. It says that you can, you can have a look at and evaluate our own life if we are rested it's we have nothing to prove nothing to lose 
and nothing to hide. If we have nothing to prove, nothing to hide, and nothing to lose, we will always be rested and happy no matter what. And in Psalm 37, 73, 1, truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. You know, we always say, God is good, and all the time, but how many times that it is sincerely that we can say that God is good. My friend, it says, to those who are pure in heart, a heart that is undivided, a heart that only longs for God, a heart that's being ruled and being reigned by Jesus himself. Whom have I have in heaven about you? But an earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. That is just so soothing. You know, like we may fail. We will always fail, but God is the strength of our heart. He is the one who gives us the strength. We always think that we can do better than others, even in serving the Lord. But may I humbly say that we can only serve God with a pure heart, and it will give him the honor and the glory. Before I end, I just want to say a little story, a short story. It says he, once upon a time, there was a beautiful lily. The lily's best friend was a sparrow. The sparrow would visit the lily almost every day, and together they enjoyed watching the farmer and his family how they lived. They saw the farmer and his wife working hard to make a living. And over the years, the land yielded much fruit. But a funny thing that the lily and the sparrow observed was that the more the couple gathered, the more they needed. One day, the sparrow said to the lily, all their hard work is paying off. They have made a success of their farm and increased in wealth over the last years. I know, replied the lily. But have you also noticed that along with their increase, they have less and less time for each other? They have no more time for daily devotions and have heard them arguing more and more. Come to think of it, I used to see the farmer and his wife talk, taking long walks. Sometimes they walk together hand in hand, and some other times it would take a break from work and take a stroll in the woods talking alone with the Lord. Nowadays, they're too busy for that. Yes, the sparrow replied. They have also bought a nice holiday home in Queensland so that they have somewhere to go when it gets too cold in here. No wonder they have to work even harder now. Lily, when they were in church, do you think they hear the Heavenly Father telling them to have a closer look at you and me and to learn the secret of simplicity in how he takes care of his creation? It seems to me that they are complicating their life. To this, the lily replied, why is it that people go to school, read their textbooks, and learn many great things, yet they are not 
smart enough to read God's textbook on life and learn from it and apply the lessons on their lives. Yes, said the sparrow, then they too can fly and be free. Is there something or something that's holding you to fly and be free? Take it off, my friend. Surrender it to God. Give it to the Lord, and he will make you free, happy, joyful, that in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of worries, we have a God that will give you a smile. All you just have to do is to surrender and have that kind of heart, a pure heart that is undivided. Yes, the one is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can give us one pure heart. Don't just commit, but surrender it all. When you give something, don't take something back. Give it all. Give it to God. That no matter what, you will have that kind of joy. That kind of joy that no one can take away from you. That no matter if you're serving in the ministry or you're doing whatever else, you have that kind of joy. Because we know that every minute, second of our life, we serve the Lord. Let God be the God. Let the God who made man be the God, not the man-made God. Because most of the time, we made our own gods. We made our own gods who wants to always say yes to us. We made our own God who always, we want to always bow to what we want. But my friend right now, God is asking us, put him in the throne of our heart. That he will rule and reign an undivided heart. A heart that only longs for his Holy Spirit. A heart that serves according to his terms, not on our own terms. A heart that seeks first his kingdom and his righteousness. Not because he will add all these things, but because he is the Lord of Lord, the God who created the heaven and the earth, the God who is right here and telling you, you are my son, you are my daughter. Come back to me. Come back to me. I am here ready to hug you and love you. I pray that all of us will have that kind of heart, that pure heart that is undivided so that we will have that kind of joy that would no one can ever take. Thank you. And I just want to read this last. This is a song, actually. But because I am not that very gifted in singing, <laughs> I will just read it to you. It says, because if I sing, you might be all going home. And poor Celestial, she will have the baptism. So <laughs> I don't want you all to go home. It says here, a pure heart, that's what I long for. A heart that follows hard after thee. A pure heart, that's what I long for. A heart that follows after thee. 
A heart that hides your word so that sin will not come in. A heart that's undivided, but one you rule and reign. A heart that beats compassion, that pleases you, my Lord. A sweet aroma of worship that rises to your throne. A pure heart, that's what I long for. A heart that beats your heart, Lord. A mind that will will the will of the Father. A heart that will desire what the Father desires. A heart that is surrender and not taking anything. Because if Jesus is Lord, if he is not Lord at all, he will never be Lord anymore. Thank you, everyone, and I pray that all through the week we will give our pure heart so that we will have that kind of smile in our face that everyone will see we are the light and salt of the world. Thank you, and I give the microphone to Pastor.